Fastball is high. It is far. It is gone to win the game. The Mets are on their way back. World champions for the 27th time. Home plate for all things Major League Baseball. This is the Nosebleeds Podcast on WFUV Sports. Another edition of Nosebleeds back here. Sam Davis, Danny Scott, Pat Amatoro. Great to have the boys with us here. We got Yankees and Mets talk. I'm super excited to be with you guys here. I'm going to pose this question. Do you guys want to start with the good or do you want to start with the bad? We can start with the Yankees and obviously struggling right now or with the Mets and how well they're playing. So I'll let, I'll let you guys take your pick. Which one do you want to start with? Oh man, that's a, that's a tough one. I think, um, I, I think you always got to start with the bad. You got to get the bad news. Okay. Out Pat, you okay with that? You all right with that? I know, I know that the, the bad hits a little close to home for you. So I want to make sure that you're good with uh, starting with the Yankees right now. It's been a brutal couple of weeks, so yeah, let's uh, let's get it to it. Let's let's start talking some Yankees baseball. All right, let's break it down. So the Yankees right now are not in a good place. Two and eight in their last ten. They lost two out of three in Seattle against the Mariners. Luckily, they do have the Boston Red Sox coming up uh, starting tomorrow this weekend at Fenway Park. The Red Sox obviously have been a whole nother issue that we will not get into. Um, but the uh, Yankees right now just just not playing good baseball. Pat, I'll go to you first here. Um, what has been, you know, the biggest reason, I guess you could say, behind the Yankees' struggles, at least in the past week or so? So it's been a lot of just, like, frustration as a fan. First, it's been really the bats have been dead, where it's like yeah. like you go into a 13th inning of a game and it's still no runs have been scored. You can't rely on Judge. You can't rely on Rizzo. And with Stan hopefully coming back soon, it really has been shown how dependent we are on these big bats. And – when, as Judge is human, surprisingly, he does sometimes hit some slumps. And he isn't really even hitting a slump. It's just so difficult when no one's able to get on base. And then even when you're able to get on base, you saw how atrocious it was in the, in the second game against Seattle. Such horrible base running where runners are getting thrown out a third. Runners are going thrown out anywhere. Just so many rundowns where it just looked like it was a Little League game sometimes, the way these uh, runners are getting left on base. So, yeah, that's really one of the biggest frustrations, I'd say. Yeah, the Yankees right now have, you know, I think it's since June they've been playing basically under 500 baseball. So you knew in the beginning of the year that the Yankees weren't going, probably weren't going to keep that pace that they were on in terms of playing that well, just winning every single night. You knew that wasn't totally sustainable, but you didn't expect them to fall back to reality this way. I think the slide of the Yankees recently has been uh, a little bit surprising, I will say, and overall you know, Danny, I'll, I'll check with you next. You know, the offense has definitely struggled. Um, you know, I think when you go back to the trade deadline and that that move to, to deal away Jordan Montgomery, that was a questionable move, a move that I think showed itself early as being very bad when Montgomery, you know, deal, uh, dealt against uh, the Yankees for the St. Louis Cardinals. So the offense certainly has been struggling lately. And I think that could be a sign of you know, this this team is built on power. This team has, is built on hitting the home run ball, hitting the long ball. And once in a while, you know, we've seen it with Yankees teams in the past. We've seen it with other teams that are constructed this way. You will see them, you know, start to hit some slumps. And it seems like everyone in the lineup kind of slumps at the same time. And the Yankees right now offensively definitely struggling. Yeah, if you go back to June, I believe since June 1st, they played uh, 47 games. And they're 22 and 25 in those 40, 47 games. So they're playing under 500 since the beginning of June. Um, and if 
you go back since I, I saw this on Twitter the other day. Since June 18th or through June 18th, they were 14 and four in one run games. Since June 18th, they are seven and 13 in one run games. So they're just not being clutch when they need to be clutch right now. It's it's as simple as that. It's been a two man wrecking crew between DJ LeMahieu and Aaron Judge, and they've been really the two driving forces that are still keeping them around. And the stand so, injury hurts a lot too. The stand injury the stand, definitely. That's the stand there. injury hurts, but since then, both Judge and LeMahieu are batting over 300, and they're keeping them around in games, but they're going to need some other guys that are going to step up. And, you know, in these one-run games, you need someone to come through with a big hit. And like Pat alluded to, uh, it can't be Judge every time. It can't be DJ every time. It can't be Rizzo when he's hot. But, I mean, right now, this Yankees lineup feels a little dead. Um, they're just not clutch right now. And that's what we saw through the first game, uh, however many games when they were what 49 and 16 or 17 at some point. And everyone thought they were going to break the um, single season win record. It's they're coming back to earth and you know, that's okay. Um, every team is going to go through some slumps as long as they're playing 500 through the slump, which they are about. I think this team is still, very much in contention to win a world series, very much in contention to go deep in the postseason. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really an interesting spot for the Yankees right now, because as a fan, you know, I'm not a fan, but if I'm guessing Pat, I guess as a fan of the New York Yankees, you can't be too worried. Obviously there's no immediate worry in turn, at least the division, obviously there's no, there's no worry about making the playoffs. There's no worry about, you know, a pennant race down the stretch. That's not a concern with this group. It hasn't really been all year. There's still 10 games up you know, second place. I think it's the Blue Jays, I believe. Um, so there's still 10 games up in the division. They're still, you know, well in front. It seems like October is going to be, you know, very much easy uh, for the Yankees to get into the playoffs. I guess you have a little concern over, you know, that seeding. And obviously that plays an important role in who you match up with this year in the expanded playoffs. But ultimately, I think the concern um, is what you're seeing is you don't want to see this in October. You don't want to see the this Yankees lineup kind of fall off a cliff in October, especially in big time games. You know, they haven't played well all year against Houston. That could be, a, you know, I think that's a matchup that almost everyone in the American league expects, um, you know, going into the ALCS. So Pat, my question is, is I guess what level of worried are you with this team? Obviously October is still well in sight for this group, but when you get there and when the Yankees get there, that is when I think some, some troubles could come about, especially when this lineup has been up and down at times and right now is definitely down. Yeah. The unfortunate thing is the Yankees just, Oh, it's always tough against the Astros. You saw that earlier in the season where first they get no hit and then they lose a, a series one to four, like it, or not one to four, uh, one, two to three, where it just felt like it was just an atrocious baseball where. And in that always, series yeah. too, they were coming from behind every single game. It felt like there was yes. no game where they were, you know, the games that they did win, they had to really come from behind and win it in the end too. And it was judge hitting a walk-off, you yeah. know, like it was never, it, it always just felt like it was a lucky win. It never was a game. They really, really won. So that's the biggest thing with Astros. They're playing very, very well as they always do. And the lineup is just really scary. And also their pitching just it, it just feels way more consistent than the Yankees pitching. You talked about the Montgomery trade earlier. It just felt like after the trade deadline, it, it just felt like there wasn't enough done for this uh, starting rotation where you will see a lot of productivity against teams like the Astros that always have been Yankee killers. Yeah, no, the, I, th I think the rotation is in, you know, a, a decent spot. Obviously, it's it's not 
the, I think the depth could be an issue, but that's not a worry, I guess, when it comes to the postseason because you really only need forearms. And obviously, mm-hmm. I guess the only way I could think of that Montgomery move was that it was made with the postseason in mind. And I guess the fact that Harrison Bader might, you know, provide a, 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 a good, you know, a good glove in center field late in the game or, a, or, you know, a pinch running opportunity late in the game, but he's not even healthy right now. He's not even hundred yeah, percent. He's, he's still hurt. So you yeah. don't know what you're getting from him. I think Montgomery has been a solid starter for you all year. That move, you know, just didn't make any sense because they got better with Frankie Montas. They got a lot better with him. And I think, you know, that was a good move for the Yankees. And then they turn around and do that. It didn't make a whole lot of sense for a lot for a rotation right now that is still relying on starts from Domingo Herman. And to me, that is kind of, you know, just shows the fact that uh, this rotation is not as deep as I think, um, you know, anybody would wish. And I think, you know, God forbid, if something does happen to one of their arms, they're really in a spot where they don't have anybody to really cover, especially with Severino hurt as well. So the rotation isn't the biggest concern, but it's definitely a concern that's there with this group, especially with that depth in. Yeah, no, absolutely. And once you start to get deeper in the year, like you mentioned in the playoffs, I mean, teams, you, I've seen teams get away with just having three arms when it comes deep into postseason runs. Uh, I mean, the Washington Nationals won it, won a World Series with basically three arms in 2019 against the Astros. Uh, it does concern you if you're a fan, I, w- I would assume. I, I'm a secondhand Yankees fan. I mean, I'm a San Francisco Giants fan. You're a fake fan, Yankees fan, basically. I, I am a fake. I'm an Aaron Judge fan. I'm a, so I'm you're, you'll root for him in October, but then I, you're, you don't really care right now, basically. No, I, I, <laughs> I, hope, I hope the Yankees do good, but I hope the Giants win the World Series. That's, okay. That's how, that's how I am. Um, no, but, I mean, Garrett Cole, great pitcher. Uh, we've seen him postseason struggles uh, with the Yankees, but I mean, regular season series. struggles too at times with Garrett Cole. At I mean, time, he hasn't been, he hasn't been rock solid. I will say. Absolutely. At times, uh, Nestor Cortez has been great this year. Uh, bringing in Montas, I think is a good move. And then maybe you have a fourth game. That's a bullpen game. This Yankees bullpen has struggled in the past couple of weeks. However, they were one of the best bullpens in baseball for the majority of the season so far. So maybe you turn to a bullpen game, you have a starter, maybe it's Herman, maybe you get Severino back at some point and you have them go three, four innings and then you turn to a bullpen game. Um, it's definitely a concern. Um, I would agree with that. However, I think, you know, once this lineup starts to get hot again, because uh, you can only be down for so long. Once you start to produce runs, I think it's it'll all go away and this conversation will mean nothing in the in the future. Yeah. My next question, you know, I was just looking at, um, you know, Garrett Cole and his numbers since you mentioned him, Danny, Pat, do you, is he concerned at all with his, you know, definitely uh, inconsistencies at times you'll see him go out and, you know, look like the ACE that the Yankees need and and that the Yankees want at the top of their rotation. And then you have other, you know, starts and it's not just once or twice here and there, it happens, you know, just about once a month where you see a start from Garrett Cole where he gives up five, six runs, uh, you know, and he's out after two or three innings. Uh, Is that a concern, especially, you know, the way I think about it is, you know, come October and game one and, and, and you're still giving the ball to Garrett Cole, all of a sudden that is not, you know, for certain that he's going to go out and deal and he's going to go out and put your, put your offense and put your team in a good spot because we've seen the offense struggle at times, especially when, you know, you're reliant on the home run ball, 
what you want out of your starting pitching staff is the ability to lean on them at times when, when, when the offense struggles, for example, or, or, you know, whatever it may be to lean on that starting pitching um, and, and to have them go deep in the game because there's, you know, your offense isn't going to explode or have a really good, you know, day every single time out, especially in October. So does Garrett Cole concern you as all at all? And, and especially, you know, sitting there at the top of the rotation. Uh, yeah, he's a huge concern. I, you saw that last year in the wild card game where he just gets shelled against Boston in Fenway. It, it, it's really, he is supposed to be the Yankees ace for the money that the Yankees are paying him. It should not have as many shaky starts as he does. As you said, it's, it really was, you, you were watching Nestor earlier in the season. There was uh, Cy Young talks with him. Like he just was real, so much more, you know, consistent with his. And there, there was a conversation, you know, I haven't heard it as much now and, that Nestor should get the ball over Garrett Cole in, in a one, you know, in a, in a, obviously they're not going to be in a one game playoff situation, but in that kind of game seven or whatever, or game one of the ALCS, there was a, there was talk for a while that Nestor was your guy because of how well he was pitching, but also the struggles that Garrett Cole had as well. Yeah. It, it's really frustrating to see when even yesterday against the, or two days ago against the Mariners, you just saw just a horrible performance from Cole and it just becomes like what or what how much money is being spent for how little consistency he has it's really frustrating to see and you wonder what again like in the postseason what he really can do if he is is supposed to be this ace what what how, like how effective will he really be well before you know we shift over to the mets i guess a transition between the two of them uh with how well the mets are playing right now is any sort of positives with the Yankees right now, Danny, you mentioned a little bit how, you know, the, they are still in a good spot and the offense can still get hot and find a way, you know, to make some noise heading into October. Um, I think that's spoken like somebody that doesn't have an emotional investment into the team as much as, you know, maybe Pat does or some of our Yankees fans that we know, um, you know, who can look at this a little more level headed and say, okay, there's still 10 games up. They still have a very good record. Although they've been struggling lately, they still have, you know, a good month and a half in the season to turn things around and, and, and put themselves in a good spot into October. Is that the positive with this team that this lineup can't stay bad or can't stay down for this long and they are going to figure things out and turn things around? I think, you know, Giancarlo Stanton as well, getting him back would be a big positive for sure. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, the biggest positive that I would say is you're getting the slump out now. You're getting the slump out before October baseball comes. Uh, you can't slump forever. And if you slump forever, then they're not going to be Yankees next year. Um, we've seen some guys struggle for the majority of the year, but for the most part, this lineup has been hot up and down. And the other positive that I would have is Aaron judge is still playing great baseball. He slowed down a little bit on his home run, uh, but he's still batting well over 300. I think he's batting 305 right now. And he just now, hit which, 45, I think, what, yesterday, right? He just hit 45, yeah. and I believe he's 99 RBIs right now, so one RBI away from uh, 100 before mid-October. Um, he's playing unreal, and he's the MVP. You have the MVP on your, on your team right now. This team can't slump forever, and you're Yankees baseball. You have an expectation to go – uh, deep in this postseason. And I think this team has come together really well this year. Um, so I, I would say the, the biggest positive is you can't slump forever. You're getting it out now before October baseball starts. And also true, uh, you know, Pat, before I go to you real quick is Anthony Rizzo is back too as well. And I think that's another, you know, big uh, thing to have him back because originally it was just like, 
it seemed like it was a day or two that he would be out for. And then that was kind of extended a little bit longer and things were, you know, questionable with, with Anthony Rizzo, but it's good to have him back in the lineup as well. Pat, I'm sure you're not as optimistic, but let's hear, you know, some sort of positive or anything that you can think, uh, I guess, to look forward to for Yankees baseball down the stretch or, you know, in hopes of them turning things around. Well, you know what, Sam, I'll tell you this, the Yankees have been great against the Red Sox these past couple, the last series. So that's looking, I'm looking forward to this weekend, hopefully change the vibes a little bit, you know, maybe being like 20, 23, we'll see, maybe put up 22 runs. I you're don't not, know. You're not the Blue Jays, so you're not, you're not, you're not at that level. Maybe not, especially with this offense, the way they're playing. We'll see. We'll see. I'm sure we'll I think it's sad and I hate to say this and this hurts me to say, but it is a good opportunity for the Yankees to get back on track uh, playing the Red Sox, a team that has just not been good all year long, especially lately. Um, they're, they're just not playing well. So definitely a good opportunity for the Yankees coming up uh, against the Red Sox, but I want to shift over uh, to the New York Mets. I've been dying to talk about them this whole time, obviously as, as a, as a beat reporter here, I got to get into the Mets, but um, another team, a team that is playing just really good baseball, Right now, they just come off a sweep of the Cincinnati Reds. They have a, a, a pretty big series coming up. It's turned into a big series uh, against the Phillies coming up this weekend because the Phillies have been really hot lately, playing really good baseball. But in terms of the division, they've definitely spaced out their lead. Um, it is up to seven games right now. They lead over uh, the Atlanta Braves. I was just checking to make sure that was right because that is such a big number compared to just you know a week ago it was at one or two or two and a half, three and a half, you know, it was a really close tight race uh, with Atlanta. Then they went four out of five and really put themselves in good position. Uh, Danny, I'll go to you first here. Um, what has impressed you, you know, with the Mets in this recent stretch and how, you know, good they're playing on the baseball field so far. Well, let's talk about the biggest trade deadline accusation. Um, the Mets bringing in a guy, Named Jacob DeGrom, who uh, has been hurt all year. And I say that trade dead, deadline accusation as a joke, because obviously everyone Not knows gonna lie, I, I know that's that's been like thrown around a lot. I kind of hate that because it makes it's like when when people were saying that, you know, when I was I was critic, I was very critical of Billy Epler and what he did at the trade deadline. And uh, obviously, I've been proven wrong with how well the additions he did get have been doing in, in Vogelbach and, and Ruff and uh, Naquin. But. Um, a lot of people were, were using that excuse, like DeGrom is our DeGrom, DeGrom is our deadline, you know, return or is our, or the biggest move of the deadline. Like you just said, Danny, and that frustrates me sometimes because it's like, it's a cop out to what the GM can do at the deadline, which obviously getting DeGrom back was huge. Um, and the fact that he's been, you know, so far knock on wood, but so far he's been healthy, um, is also huge, but it frustrated me to hear, I'm not going to lie. It did frustrate me to hear that just because I felt like it was a cop-out to what the GM and what the Mets as an organization could do to get better outside of, you know, their guys returning from injury. Sorry, Danny, to cut you off, but just had, no, to, you're, had to get that out there. That's all. You're good, man. Uh, no, but getting Jacob DeGrom back right now, I think is a, a pivotal moment to them or for, for the Mets, you get your guy back, you get your leader, you get the guy that everyone wants to rally behind. And this year you finally have an offense that you may be able to give some run support to them. And this team has been hot. They've what eight, eight and two over their last 10. Uh, they've been killing it right now. And I think the biggest thing with what's impressed me the most is they're just winning games. They're going out. It appears this team is having fun right now. Um, 
I, I would assume I'm currently not in New York right now, but there's a pretty good buzz surrounding the Mets. I, I see is. the presence on Twitter right now and all that stuff. So it just appears that this team is enjoying themselves. They're going out having fun. They got their leader. They got their captain. Uh, whatever you want to say about Jacob deGrom, uh, one of the best pitchers to ever put on a baseball uniform. So I think you're starting to get this team healthy. You're starting to see this team really gel together a lot of first-year Mets on this roster right now, and they're playing great baseball. Yeah, the Mets are in a really good spot, and you're right about the buzz and the energy, you know, in the city of New York. You know, we mentioned Red Sox-Yankees just when we were talking Yankees, and Right now, Yankees-Mets has more of a buzz, obviously, in the city of New York with how both teams are playing, you know, both teams obviously sitting with really good records at the top of their division, um, you know, and I think, you know, it, a huge amount of credit goes to the Mets for what they've been able to do without Jacob deGrom and the fact that they, you know, put themselves in first place and in a really good spot without deGrom, without Scherzer for, for a month or so as well. Um, you know, those are their two aces. And now that you have those two guys back, they put themselves in a position where I think national baseball, you know, attention is really starting to look at the New York Mets when they have those two guys at the top of the rotation. It's scary for any team in October to face any team, you know, down the stretch for the Mets as well. And that's what you're going to see this weekend. It's Scherzer and DeGrom back to back against Philadelphia. So that's going to be fun to watch as well. Uh, you know, Pat, I, I think this, you know, the biggest difference, you know, in covering this team this year and last year is uh, is the lineup, to be honest, is the way that the offense has been able to produce consistently. Um, and they don't do it the same way a lot of teams in baseball do it nowadays. They don't do it like the Yankees. They're not really a power offense. They don't really hit the home run ball too often. They've started to more now. Uh, with some of their deadline, uh, you know, additions and, and what they've been able to do, but they work counts. Um, they, they force pitchers out of the game early. They, they get on base a lot. Um, you know, that's just the identity of this Mets offense. And to me, that is what makes this group exciting is the difference between this year and last year is um, not only do you have that starting pitching, but you have a better lineup, you have a deeper lineup and you have, you know, a better offense that is going to put yourself in position to win a lot of games. Uh, that's so true, Sam. And, and to be honest with the Yankees in the slump, it's been very exciting to watch the Mets play. As much as I hate to say it, the Mets <laughs> are effectively been playing better baseball than the Yankees. And you said it so well that they have such – the way they play baseball, it's just so much better than any other team right now where it is. A lot of small ball, it, when they do go yard, they – they you know, Pete Alonso is still a power hitter. Vogelback still – what a great pickup from uh, – from the Pirates, he's been, uh, you know, been a power hitter as well, been able to go deep a few times. But it has been just like a lot of consistency with the bats where a lot of teams see slumps where, the, where anyone uh, – when if Pete Alonzo were to have a slump, you know that uh, Dom Smith or, or uh, Escobar or someone else is going to pick up the slack where you can see them actually, you know, make sure that there's still runners on base, make sure that, the you know, as you said, the pitchers are going out early in the games. It's never really – it's never really uh, – Mets really don't get shut out often. So that's what's really interesting. And then on top of that, you have two of the best pitchers in baseball, the deadly duo of Max Scherzer and Jacob deGrom. And then on top of that, you have the best closer in baseball right now, Diaz. So that's really what's – it's just so much consistency without the throughout the entire team and just uh, top to bottom, just a great organization playing great baseball. And a lot of people right now are saying that this is the best Mets team they've seen in their lifetime for, for Mets fans. And, you know, uh, obviously that's more of a younger uh, crowd that didn't get a chance to see 1986 and how dominant that team was. But this team right now is, is, is really, you know, 
uh, playing awesome baseball and really has inspired the fans. And I've noticed a lot in the volume of crowds that are coming to city field on a consistent basis, I think shows uh, the, uh, the, just the excitement surrounding this team right now you're getting, you know, like I covered a couple of the series they just had against the reds and, the Reds are not a good team. It's a weekday game. It's it's definitely not a, you know, uh, not a, you know, must-see attraction on a Tuesday night to go see, you know, Mets and Reds with how poorly the Reds, the Reds have been playing this year. But you still get pretty good crowds, and you're still getting a lot of people coming out, and they're really showing their, you know, it's loud, uh, even despite the fact that it might not be sold out for a weekday game, um, you know, which I think shows the excitement that fans have around this team right now, and it, and it shows the excitement that they have with this group being different than they were last year. I think there were multiple times throughout the season where perhaps I was just a little, I guess, scarred from last year and uh, the collapse that they, they, you know, fell apart obviously last season and had a division lead. There were times this year where I've been very negative on this group and I've thought, okay, this is kind of an issue where this is the sign of, you know, starting to slip a little bit. Uh, this is the sign of the lineup, which did have a couple weeks, like a week and a half, two weeks where they struggled a little bit, and you know, didn't really perform. Um, and it looked like last year. But what this group has done, what this team has done this year is respond. They've been able to come back. They've been able to, you know, as soon as you think they're kind of, you know, starting to falter a little bit, uh, they figure things out and they've, they, they've switched another gear. They did it. You know, after the all-star game, they, they lost two in a row to the Padres. Um, the offense did nothing. They scored two runs in those two games combined. So two runs total. Um, and it looked like it was going to be the signs of, okay, maybe after the all-star break, this team is going to start to slip here and the Braves are going to catch them because that division lead was down to like a game or two, but they go off and, you know, they, they win the finale against the Padres. They win both against the Yankees. They sweep the Marlins. And then all of a sudden they're right back to playing really great baseball. And it started with, you know, the offense really starting to click and figure things out once again. So this group is different. They've done that a number of times this year where they've seemed like they would falter a little and then they've come up, you know, and played better baseball and kept themselves, uh, you know, ahead in that division since April, which has been really impressive to watch. Um, you know, I, I do want to talk about, you know, Danny, the one concern I would say with this team um, we mentioned the starting pitching and how, you know, good they're going to be and, and how good they are with DeGrom and Scherzer being back. Um, and the lineup's been good for the most part as well. The bullpen can be a little bit of an issue. Um, we, we, you know, Pat, you mentioned Edwin Diaz and how dominant he's been. But outside of him, there's question marks. There certainly is. That was my biggest critique of Epler. He didn't get a bullpen arm, didn't get a lefty, which is what they needed at the deadline the most. Um, they got Michael Givens, but not really that eighth inning go-to setup guy that you need. They don't have that. Um, and that is going to present, I think, you know, some issues it could in October with the way that this team is, is laid out is that kind of back end of the bullpen getting to Edwin Diaz. Yeah, I, I think that would be uh, a concern. I'm sorry. I'm trying to formulate my thought here. Um, but the one good positive note that I would have is you got guys you're starting pitching that can go really deep in games. Uh, once you start to get DeGrom working back up, you still have Scherzer, you still have Bassett, and then it becomes, okay, who are we going to pitch Walker or Carrasco? And maybe one of them goes to the bullpen for a postseason run. And then you got a guy that can eat up a chunk of innings. If someone gets shelled in, in a game or something like that. Um, but I think, I mean, this team, 
has the starting pitching that has the potential to go seven, eight, nine innings every single game. So once you get into that deep postseason run, yes, the bullpen would be a concern if you've got a game where you only have DeGrom or Scherzer go five innings, go six innings, and then you go, okay, well, maybe we can get an inning out of Carrasco. Maybe we can get an inning out of Walker. And then that bridge to get to Diaz gets a little concerning. Uh, so, yeah, I would say it's, it's definitely a concern. I don't know the Mets prospect system. Maybe there's a prospect that's sitting down in AAA that they bring up for a postseason run. You get that extended roster starting in September and someone comes in and dominates. I saw that with my San Francisco Giants last year. Camilo Duvall came up in September and now he's our starting closer. Um, so, you know, maybe there's a situation with that where you get a prospect that comes up and just kills it. Um, we've seen multiple prospects do that in October, Randy Rosarena in 2020. Um, so we will see, but I think it's less of a concern than you might make it out to be because of this starting pitching, how deep the potential that they could go in every single game. You could get eight innings out of DeGrom. You could get eight out of Scherzer. You can get seven out of Bassett. And then you just got to find one guy potentially that gets hot in October that can bridge that gap to Diaz. Pat, is that the biggest concern? I'll ask kind of a similar question with the bull. Is the bullpen, you know, kind of that biggest issue with the Mets? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's one faltering factor, but I would say everything else just makes up for it so much more that, yeah, it definitely will be concerned in the postseason. But right now they're winning games with with, uh, you know, with the starting uh, rotation that's doing so well. And then, unfortunately, yeah, a lot of it is on the back of Diaz, where you see he's coming into the eighth a few times, having to get that fourth out. But it still is – you're still able to see them win games. So, I agree it would have been a lot better if they were able to pick up someone before that trade deadline, a lefty, anyone else, anyone in, in, in this bullpen to really uh, make sure that, like, put the nail on the coffin to make sure the Mets will have a playoff uh, – will be uh, dominant in the playoffs. But they're still going to do well, and there's I, – I do think – no matter what, I think they still it is an historic season for the Mets. And you do feel that with the team that with the team that's playing right now. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot on the back of Edwin Diaz. Definitely. There's gonna be a lot of, you know, he's gonna to have to definitely work in the eighth inning as well. Um, you know, I think another thing to say is that starters, uh, there's only gonna be four arms in the rotation. So that leaves an option like McGill, Tyler McGill into the bullpen. That leaves Taiwan Walker maybe to the bullpen. Um, so there's a couple starters, David Peterson, another guy that they might shift to the bullpen uh, to get some innings down there in, in terms of in September and especially in October. Um, so we'll see. I think that's definitely uh, the bigger concern. But just one quick thing before we wrap up, um, Mets or Yankees right now, I'll, I'll, I'll go to both of you, which team makes it further in the playoffs, which team makes it further totally, you can even say. You know, uh, I think both teams are obviously in a good spot for October, but maybe you think, you know, one of them doesn't. But which team is going to go further in October? Danny, I'll go to you first. Man, that's a tough one. If, if you're looking at it right you now, can say, you, gotta, you can say even, too. You can say they both make it the same amount. You, can you, say got, you, you would say you got to say the Mets right now. They're one of the hottest teams in baseball. However, I, I think it's, it's even. I think uh, I could see – at, at worst case scenario with both these teams, I see a championship series. Uh, the Mets are going to have to deal with the Dodgers. The Yankees are going to have to deal with the Astros. Whether one of them can get past or both of them can get past, um, I think at worst, both of these teams are AL and NL championship uh, bound right now. Um, the Yankees can't be this down forever, and the Mets can't stay this hot forever. 
So I think one of them, I, I think both of them get to that NLCS, ALCS type of thing and potentially a World Series bid. Pat, what about you? Uh, I'm going to say some wishful thinking here. I really do think both these teams will be in the World Series. I wow. think it will be great for the city of New York. I think that will be great for the radio station. I think the baseball gods will play a factor in this and just have a Subway Series World Series in the year 2022. Pat says a really Subway Series World Series. Wow. Well, that is a – I mean, that's definitely wishful thinking because I want that too. I think everybody at, at WFUV at our station wants that, to have the opportunity to cover that. I'm going to go with Danny. I'm going to say even. I think um, both these teams make it to the championship series. Uh, I, I think Yankees are going to have a lot of trouble getting over Houston. Uh, I don't see that happening right now with this group. Um, and I think, I don't know if the Mets can beat the Dodgers. I, I really don't know. I think they're still the team to beat in the national league, despite how good the Mets have been playing. So we'll all see what happens. The subway series world series would be awesome. I hope I'm wrong, um, but we'll see, but I think that's going to do it. Uh, for this edition of Nosebleeds here. Thank you for listening and tuning in. We'll be back next week for, for more uh, Mets and Yankees talk. But for now, signing off, Sam Davis, Danny Scott, and Pat Amaturo. Nosebleeds is a production of WFUV Sports. No.